Hello, everyone. Uh, hope you're all enjoying the the nice sunny weather we've been having for the last couple of days. I know I'm pretty uh, at first. You know, I was very excited about the warm weather, but I know it's uh, it's definitely been very uh, a bit too hot uh, for the last couple of days. But I hope you're all enjoying your summer. Uh, you know, at this point of recording, uh, things have eased up. So if you are, you know, going uh, to more places, I hope you're enjoying what should hopefully be a, a normal summer again, uh, which will be really good. Uh, but we're we're coming to our last episode. This is the final episode of uh, season one of Into the Spotlight. And it's definitely been a great journey. We've had loads of different great speakers on the show and we really enjoyed it. Uh, but as always, we don't we we don't fail to deliver and we're going to be giving you another great episode today as well. But uh, first off, uh, I'll let Anissa say hi to everyone. So Anissa, if you could say hi to everyone, please. Hello, everyone. I hope everyone's doing well. And also congratulations to all the new graduates. Um, as Jeffrey just said, now's the time to sort of relax a little bit, enjoy the weather before you go into, you know, the working world or whatever further studies you want to get into. Exactly. And yeah, uh, I think I couldn't have said it better myself, Anissa. So yeah, thank you very much, everyone. And, you know, congratulations to you as well. And even if you're not having a a graduation ceremony or it's not your typical graduation ceremony this year uh you know just know that you still put in a lot of hard work and even doing a, a degree in a pandemic uh is definitely an achievement for you guys but uh today we're going to be talking on a another environmental subject and we're going to be looking more towards uh, climate change. I know we've we've discussed climate change a bit before, you know, looking at how different factors influence it, um, you know, misinformation about it. Uh, but we're going to talk it. We're going to talk about it a bit a bit more broadly today. So uh, I'm going to be introducing you to our guest today. Our guest today is Kat. So Kat, if you could just please introduce yourself and just uh, could you let our audience know a bit about you, um, whichever which however much you would like to let us know. Hi, yeah, thanks very much for, for asking me along today. Um, I currently work on the Mayor's Entrepreneur Competition uh, in London. I've uh, been working a bit with Anissa this year um, when she did some interning with us. Um, and uh, each year we ask London's university students to come up with business ideas that can help address some of the challenges that are facing London and therefore other big cities around the world. Um, and then the winning ideas uh, were five we had this year, all get £20,000 uh, to get their business going. Um, I guess me going back a bit further, um, I grew up in Croydon, so a little shout out for South London there. Um, then I studied uh, meteorology and oceanography at uni um, up in East Anglia, uh, but this was back in 2000. So climate change, as we're talking about a bit today, wasn't really being spoken about in sort of everyday conversations so much back then. Um, but I loved the degree, I loved studying, so I kept studying, went on to do a PhD, followed the academic route for a bit, um, but then and sort of moved back to London uh, and had the opportunity, came up to move and start working with the Greater London Authority, uh, which is the sort of Mayor of London's office. And then that coordinates work across London, which I just thought was great because I still get to work in the university sector, which I'd always really enjoyed working with students um, and also get to link it to my practical side of which loves seeing things happen and just the projects and businesses that I get to work with the students um, who've come up with these ideas and work so hard to, to get them out there is just really inspiring to me. 
Wow, thank you very much for that. And uh, I guess before we get officially started with the show, uh, you introduced uh, that you you know you do work with the Mayor's Entrepreneur uh, Competition. And I guess the question uh, that might be on some of our listeners' minds is uh, where could they find more information about uh, that competition, please? Uh, yeah, so it's www.london.gov.uk slash entrepreneur. Uh, which even working on that competition, I still managed to spell that wrong the first time I try and type it out. Um, I still but... can't pronounce it properly. <laughs> hey, you'll you'll find it. it. <laughs> um, and uh, we have we've just closed this year, but um, we'll open up again in uh, sort of September October time, and uh, it's open for one year after you graduate as well. So even if you're listening to this and you've graduated, you've still got time to to get involved. That's wonderful. Uh, So now I will pass over to Anissa for our first official question. So um, we're going to start off with quite a heavy question, but I think it's really important. And I'd say it's probably one of the most important questions um, in today and like in what's going on today. So uh, Kat, could you please explain to us what climate change is and what it means? Yeah, so I guess there's climate change with small seas, which is any long-term change in global or local climate Um, and the climate of a place is you're looking at average weather so everything you see day to day if you average it up what you get most often that is climate but the key thing for it to be official climate you have to be able to average over 30 years worth of weather otherwise it doesn't it doesn't count um, but now, more recently, we're talking about climate change almost with capital C's. And that is when we're talking about generally the rises in global temperatures we've been seeing over the last 100 years or so. Thank you. I think it's really important that people nowadays know exactly what is meant by that, because I think we've we've spoken about it before on the podcast that there's a lot of misconception, misconception about what certain terms mean. And um, linking onto that, Jeff is going to ask um, a question in relation to climate change. Uh, so the question, uh, Kat, that we'd like to ask you is, uh, I think a lot of people, uh, like we've said before, we said today, uh, might know about climate change or might know about the effects of climate change. But the thing that we'd like to clarify first before, you know, learning about how, how we as humans have uh, impacted the climate around us is is climate change a natural, a naturally occurring event? Is this something uh, that I guess that's happened in the past uh, before we've had things like fossil fuels and, uh, you know, really been impacting our environment in such a, you know, heavier way than we, we did before? Is it is it naturally occurring or is it something else? So I guess for this one, it's both a no and a yes in terms of, if I start with the yes, I guess if you're looking at sort of geological history, the earth is four and a half billion years old. And in that time, there have been a lot of changes in our climate and a lot of 30 year periods to average over to make sure you're getting climate. Uh, So we've had ice ages, we've had mini ice ages that you may have heard of. We've had warmer periods. um, There's like the Maunder minimum comes out when you're talking about those kind of situations. But all of those sort of, Big ice ages and these kind of things have been caused by either astronomical and literally astronomical things or large scale geological changes. So when I mean when talk about astronomical, it's things like the distance between the Earth and the sun changing. 
and um, how much the earth is tilting over time changes as well. Uh, and then geological ones, it's all the stuff around kind of moving between having that one big supercontinent of Pangaea to now the map that we see it with the seven continents and different land masses and oceans and all of that just changes how our climate functions. So they have, so yes, climate has changed over geological history, but more recently, humans have been having uh, an impact and we have been changing the climate of our planet. And it's been happening so much that there's now an argument that we're in a new geological era. So when you're talking about kind of the Jurassic period, we're now officially, well, almost officially in the Anthropocene, which I also can't say Anthropocene, we'll give that a go. Um, so that it's sort of the, the effect of humans on our planet is visible in the rocks that are being made right now. Wow. Uh, and I think, thank you for clarifying that, because I think, like you said, um, there, there, there's sometimes, uh, and you know, we discussed it before, there's sometimes misconceptions when it comes to climate change. And sometimes people only hear that, yes, climate change is a natural thing, so you've got nothing to worry about. And then sometimes people hear the alternative of, no, you know, climate change is something that only, you know, we've been making worse. And obviously, like you said, it's a bit of a yes and no answer. Uh, so thank you very much, Kat, for uh, clarifying that for our listeners today. Uh, but I will pass over to Anissa for the next question. Um, as Jeff just said, it is really important for people to understand what climate change is. And like you said, a lot of people use um, the example of climate change being naturally occurring to kind of sort of deny um, like the man-made impacts on climate change. And as Kat just said, the Earth is very, very old. So, of course, naturally, the climate is going to change over time. But my question is now, Kat, in what way have humans accelerated the rate of climate change? So, um Oh, I was really trying to avoid doing stats, but I think for this question, I'm going to have to. Um, so basically humans and all the things that we do on the planet, we have increased the amount of carbon dioxide in our air by 50% over the last 200 years, which is a big change very quickly. Uh, and that, as um, Jeffrey mentioned, uh, it, it's mainly because of we've been burning fossil fuels. And we've just sort of interrupted a lot of the natural systems that would happen more slowly. So fossil fuels, it takes millions and possibly hundreds of millions of years for fossil fuels to be made. And we have burnt a huge amount of them in 200 years. So if you're just comparing those two timescales, like million, even if it's one million years for 200 years, it just doesn't add up. And that's why they're kind of called the non-renewable sources because they're just not renewable in the timeframes that we're using them. Um, but we've also changed land use um, by uh, farming, by clearing forests. All of this, we're sort of changing soil compositions. We're turning solid carbon from trees into carbon dioxide in the atmosphere. And again, I suppose the natural process is carbon dioxide is a natural gas. It's not a sort of um, chemical pollutant. Uh, in that case, that we're putting into the atmosphere. And a little of it is absolutely vital, actually, for life to exist on Earth, because it's kind of our blanket from space. Uh, without it um, and without any of the greenhouse gases, um, temperatures on Earth would be about minus 18 degrees, which would be a bit chilly for me. <laughs> um, but Again, it's a matter of amount. So even to raise temperatures by 
to get us not at minus 18 degrees. Carbon dioxide is only 0.04% of our atmosphere, and that's enough with water vapour that's up in the atmosphere and the other greenhouse gases to get us to where we are, away from minus 18 degrees. And we've added another 50% on top of what was already there. So um, it's just the scale of the change to the natural system is what has really um, what is really of concern to me. Yeah, me too. Um, and staying on the topic of like incre- uh, increase in burning fossil fuels and burning woods, um, I think Jeff has a question about the temperature rises. Yeah, so um, I think it's really I really like that you you've highlighted you know that we we do uh, we do have an impact on our environment. You know, we do increase the amount of CO two in the atmosphere, and I think one of the things that people you know say is uh, sometimes people forget that it's the long term effects. So you know, even the carbon that's released today will be in the atmosphere for quite some time. Um, and like Anissa said, linking that to you know. I guess temperature warming because I know one of the things that even in class we've just we discussed was um this idea of we hear a lot about temperature increase of like 0.5 degrees and and uh, you know other factors but the the question that we want to ask you is what happens if the world if the global temperature um of the world which I believe at the time that uh, our last check was around like 14 degrees but if global temperatures rose by two degrees, uh, what would be some of the effects that we would see worldwide? So I guess the the thing to sort of add on here, a lot of the discussions um, happening within climate science are, are around this kind of one and a half or two degree rise, but that's from kind of pre-industrial levels. So we've already, we think, and again, kind of it's a think because you've got to wait 30 years to average it before you're 100% sure, but we're pretty close to 1.2 degrees rise already. So this is why there's been an awful lot of push recently because preventing us going even 0.3 degrees more, and that would be the overall 1.5 degrees, it's not a massive change. I mean, we could already be at one and a half degrees now with the sort of averaging that we have to to wait on the climate, but all all estimates are that we're close to 1.2 already. the changes that we're already seeing and like unfortunately just in this last week we've had horrendous flooding in um, eastern europe germany and china caused by a year's worth of rain falling in three days um and this kind of thing is what we do expect to see in the warmer climates so um even at one and a half degrees and just the hotter you get the more of this is possible really because you if the air is warmer more water can be picked up from the oceans be in the atmosphere and then fall more quickly um just from sort of atmospheric physics there's more energy in hot air to hold more water um and so the expectation is we'd have more extreme weather so you have um yeah, just more more rain, but also more droughts potentially in some locations because depending on airflows, I guess if we get to two degrees, you start seeing things like um, sea level rise um, causing problems for coastal communities. And at two degrees, the predictions are that all coral reefs or warm water coral reefs in the world would be gone because the coral just can't survive in oceans that would be that warm. So 
we're already seeing some of the impacts of the 1.2 degrees rise that we've already done. And we can expect that kind of stuff to continue um, as we keep warming the planet, really. Yeah, I think that's uh, that's definitely key. I know I, I don't know the uh, like I remember the statistics off the top of my head, but I know even uh, with the coral reefs, uh, I know part of the coral, uh, Great Barrier Reef uh, has been you know uh, been affected by climate change and increase in uh, global temperatures as well. So I think you've definitely highlighted the key key impacts. Uh, and like I know we've discussed uh, before uh, that we raised, you know, a lot of, uh, uh, like you said, a lot, a lot of coastal communities, especially communities in, um, you know, parts of uh, Asia and Africa where, uh, you know, they essentially will be the ones that feel the brunt force of climate change first, uh, will definitely be affected by this two degrees increase in temperature. So, yes, thank you. Thank you very much for that. Um, I will now hand over to Anissa for our last question. Um, so nowadays, when we discuss climate change, um, it, it often feels like it's sort of doom days and like the end of the times. And I guess what a lot of people must wonder when we're talking about it, is climate change actually irreversible? I guess I'm really glad that you asked that question, actually, because when I was answering the previous question, I was aware I'm being like doom and gloom. And yes, climate change is absolutely reversible. Um, we can if there's been reports, if you want to read more, um, a particular scientist doing work on it at the moment is Zeke Hausfather, um, but it house spelt the German way, so H-A-U-S-Father, um, if you want to look up on some of the work he's been doing. And yeah, if we stopped producing carbon today, we would stop seeing temperature rises. There's enough kind of natural balance in the system that it would just... Um, pause now and the system would balance out and it would it would handle it and then we could work to replant forests to remove um, some of the carbon from the atmosphere and we could absolutely um, reverse climate change. I guess the the proviso on that is that that would require stopping producing carbon tomorrow. At the moment the plan for the UK is more kind of 2030-2050. So that's another nine maybe 29 years of producing carbon um putting it into the atmosphere because we're not we're not at net zero carbon now mm -hmm. um so the quicker that we make changes the better it's going to be really um and i'd say it needs small changes on an individual level to make that happen as well as kind of government changes so both are needed so i don't want anyone to feel kind of hopeless because there's huge amounts of effort. And even like I was saying, when I started studying this um, in 2000, there wasn't a huge amount of government kind of action happening. Um, so they were having these international conferences every year, but it was still sort of, it was slow moving and other priorities were there more. Um, but I think more and more we're seeing, we're seeing the results that scientists have been talking about for a while and it's making it more real. Um, so there is more, more desire and more work being done to change them. And I love seeing the businesses that come through, I'm gonna link it back to the businesses that I work with on Mayor's Entrepreneur, just the passion and the results that businesses now are making and individual people who are coming up with these ideas are making is exactly what we're gonna need in order to sort this out. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad that we're not completely hopeless. 
there, there is obviously there is always hope hope and we've explained it we've like spoken about it before a little bit on uh, some other episodes like you just said that um, individual level change is as significant as institutional level change like both require each other yeah um but thank you so much Kat for coming in today and answering some of our questions um, hopefully some of the audience has learned quite a lot about this and has some maybe some mis- uh, misconceptions surrounding climate change has um, been sorted out. So thank you. Oh, you're very welcome. Thank you. Um, and also thank you to, for everyone um, who tuned into season one of Into the Spotlight and we can't wait to be back for season two. Um, and in the meantime, I hope everyone enjoys the weather and we'll see you again next season.